Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Hi, Amy. Hey, Anth. How's it going? Pretty good. Excellent. Hey, listener. (laughs) How's it going? There you go. (laughs) Good, good. Unless, of course, you were just like miserable. Yeah. Then I'm not helping. No, not at all. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I hope you're not doing miserable. I really do. And I hope that you are looking to the Lord and that you are finding great comfort in him, even if you are miserable right now. Exactly. Because uh, we've all been there and he has always shown himself faithful and kind and good. So, beloved, if you're miserable, give it time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not miserable, well, praise the Lord too. Yep. So we are... Well, and all things prayer and thanksgiving. Absolutely. And we are glad to be with you once again. It's an honor and a privilege and uh, we're just so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to be a shorter episode. Don't really have a whole lot to to dive into. But I uh, just wanted to share a little something from my my Bible reading this week. And just kind of give it out there as food for thought. There you go. I'm going to just dive right in. How yeah, about that? Jump right in it. So well, actually, I'm, I'm going to start off with a teaser and then I'll come back to this. <laughs> okay. All right, here are some names I'm going to throw at you. All right. Napoleon Bonaparte. Edward Manet. Tommy Dorsey. The Marlboro Man. And James Gandolfini. Wow. Napoleon Bonaparte. Edward Manet. Tommy Dorsey. The Marlboro Man. James Gandolfini. We'll come back to those. Okay. They all have something in common. So we'll talk about that. I can only that. guess one thing, but we'll, okay. we'll see where you go with it. Okay. So I wanted to share something that I read out of Proverbs. You know, this is my through the Bible reading plan. And of course, you know, I'm trying to read ahead. So anyway, it doesn't matter. But this is out of Proverbs 20 and it's verse 4. The sluggard does not plow in season. So, at harvest time, he looks but finds nothing. Read that one more time. A sluggard does not plow in season. So, at harvest time, he looks but finds nothing. Okay. Hence the title of this episode, Are You a Sluggard? Catchy. Thank you. (laughs) And I was thinking of this because as I read it, I was drawn to the fact that there are there are two seasons that are mentioned in this, right? There's there's the plowing and then there's the harvest. So in this, there's two seasons the Lord ordained. Um, a season for, for plowing and, and sowing and a season for later the, the harvest. So there's this season to, to work and to do and to, to make ready, and to prepare for the future. And then there's this, the, the other part of it, you know, obviously the, the harvest part. But as I was reading and, and meditating on that, on that verse, 
it kind of occurred to me that, you know, those, the words in season jumped out at me. A sluggard does not plow in season. And that whole idea that the Lord gives us a window of time for that preparation, for that doing. Mm-hmm. It's not open-ended. Good point. And it's it's not too long, you know, it's not too long after it's it begins that it's it's over, that you know, it is and it is not. That is true. And by then it's too late to start. You can't start plowing at the end of the plowing and sowing season. It you're 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 too late. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking about this and I thought, man, there's there's so many applications of this verse. From the the obvious of the literal idea of farming and that agricultural right. time and culture. But also, you know, from from plowing each day. How are you plowing? Each day, how are you starting, you know, each day in and of itself, if you think of it, has a season for plowing and harvest. That's a very, very good point. I obviously had not thought of that. So every day in its own unique way, God gives some kind of a harvest of of that day, whether it's how you finish the day at work or at school or how you're spending your retirement. There's some, every day has a harvest unto itself. And I would argue that every day also prior to that harvest of the day has this season for plowing. You wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and you're getting ready. That's your season for plowing. That's your, that's your season for preparing for the day. And even amongst the work world, the corporate world, there's always been this philosophy that technically the day starts the night before. You know, are you making your list or are you are you going to bed on time or that mm-hmm. sort of thing? So you prepare for the next day, really even the day before. You could throw that in there or not. I'm, no, I'm I, I would say that because I know there's times, uh, especially when it's ex- exceptionally busy at work. As my day's ending, I'll have a little post-it note of my priorities for the next day. Okay. You know, so that I don't, it doesn't get lost in the sea of emails. I know I have to do this, 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 and this. That has to get done the next day. So I don't forget. Okay. So that's a, that's a preparation. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can apply this in all kinds of ways. Spiritually, how are we... How are we using that that season for plowing in the morning each day? Are we are we preparing our hearts? Are we going before the Lord? Are we planning to go out? Not and not to push the metaphor metaphor too far, but are we planning to go out into the field of our lives without having spent time with the Lord? Are we going to go out there and you know not having spend time with him in prayer and in reading and thinking about his word and so that we're prepared for whatever might come. I think actually it is a good metaphor if you think about it. Really, the time with that we spend with the Lord in the morning 
prepares the ground for the sowing. Because otherwise, you're you're sowing on hard ground because you're not your heart and mind is not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I've I've made that mistake. I've I've got so much to do, and I hit the ground running and mm-hmm. fall flat on my so, face. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Curtis Chapman has a song from way back in the mid '80s, and he talks about how you know he starts his day, and he's like you just said, he's you know he's off to the races. And then some crisis comes and, you know, the telephone rings and everything changes. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a reminder that he didn't start his day with the Lord. Exactly. And so, so from an individual day, I would ask you, listener, how how are you plowing your days? Do, Do you think of each day as being its own season of plowing in the morning and the harvest of the day. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but also, so not just spiritually, but temporally, right? How are we, how are we, we plowing to harvest today? What are we doing? Are, are we organized with our time? Are we organized with the things that we have to do? Are we organized in how we we run our home or run ourselves or or all these mm-hmm. things so that we can we can harvest later in the day? And what do I mean by that? It can be harvest could be whatever. It could be being efficient, not being stressed and frazzled. It could be being joyful because everything is in order and you're not uh, you know freaking out. Or it could just be. Hey, you know what? I had a good productive day today. That's you know, the best. So, yeah. there's, so there's different ways to look at that. Mm-hmm. And I would say even just in your attitude toward others, whether it's trying to herd your kids together to get them off to school or get them started in homeschooling stuff for the day, how you're interacting with your spouse or your siblings or your parents, you know, whatever your scenario is. And even interacting then with your coworkers, because it's all a reflection, to keep using the metaphor, it's all a reflection of, have we prepared the ground? Are we sowing well? Very good. There's this idea of plowing. We can apply this in in a daily sense. But then also, we can expand that out to seasons of life. Mm hmm. A sluggard does not plow in season, so at harvest time he looks but finds nothing. If you're just starting out in life, you're you're either in college, let's say, or a, a new college graduate, and even if college isn't your thing, if you're just starting out in your career field, right, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But do you realize that this is your time to plow? Do you realize that there will be a harvest later? I didn't. When I was young, I had no concept of time or aging or overall that. I mean, I oh, joked. absolutely. Yeah, I can remember joking when I was in, you know, 20 years old that, hey, you know what? In 45 years left and I retire. And I, I can remember joking about that. At least you were thinking about retirement. I had absolutely, it wasn't. Well, it just meant I didn't want to work. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but again, you know, think of 
think of financial investors, right? They would say now is the time to, to contribute mm-hmm. to your retirement fund. And whether you do or don't, I mean, but in theory, yeah, this is the time because you then benefit from 40 something years of compounding interest. Right. And so on. Again, whether you're in college or you're not, this is the time to plow and learn your one, decide on your career field. Mm hmm. And kind of discover the world, decide what what interests you, what doesn't, what you're naturally gifted to in and what you're not. And then begin to learn and hone in and, and hone your your trade. Exactly. Discipline your yourself to to do your craft, whatever that may be, well. Right. I remember in my again, I started in my twenties, well, actually right about at nineteen, right after high school. I didn't go to college and I got a job. You know, my, my brother got me a job at a software company and I was in the mailroom and I didn't know anything about computers really. I mean, I was always kind of interested in them. Even as a kid, I had a Commodore 64 and all that kind of thing. And, but I didn't know them and I, you know, I, I, I didn't have money to go to college. My parents didn't have that kind of money. And so I was just working in the mailroom and it was really through one of the guys who worked in the the computer room back in the big old the days of the mainframe <laughs> computers and all that. Right. This is like 1990. And he said, you have no clue what you want to do with your life. I said, no. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And he did. And so over the course of a few years, I was doing all kinds of grunt work, plugging this in, testing that, running this cable, doing this stuff and, and learning all this stuff and realized that I had an aptitude for it, that I liked it. You know, it's one thing to have an aptitude for something, but you don't like oh, it. Oh, absolutely. But I had, I had an aptitude for it and I liked it. So it all kind of clicked. Those years were my, my season for plowing. And then as my career went on and he moved up and I moved up and he moved on and, and eventually I moved on. And then I started getting IT certifications and so now, even though I didn't have a college degree yet, I had these IT certifications. Now we're talking about 10 years later, you know, and mm-hmm. even five years later. So I had work experience. And then I started getting these certifications when that became the thing to get. And all of that, really, I, I look back now, and of course, through it all, it's the Lord. But even humanly speaking, looking at it in a temporal sense, that was all plowing season. I didn't know it, but that was right. plowing, plowing season for who I am now. Mm-hmm. And and I have benefited over the last few years, and actually a, a number of years, maybe 10, 15 years from, I've, I started to begin that harvest of mm-hmm. a career. At some point, it became a career for me, and I began to benefit and harvest from it, and still am today. So in life, we have that as well, that there's a this season for for plowing and harvest. Absolutely. And even even stuff that you do, spiritually or otherwise, you know, the Lord uses everything. And I've definitely experienced that. He will use everything, good or bad. Yep. And he'll use it for his purposes and my good. Right. If you have kids, obviously raising kids. Boy, is that plowing season. Absolutely. Because... It's one of the most important things you could be doing. Right. And and then the harvest will come. 
as you see them become their own person mm-hmm. and what you instill in them that they take with them through life. In fact, your harvest is going to outlive you. You're not going to live to see the full harvest of their lives. Right. That's another way to look at it. Whatever season of life we're in, we could think of it as there's some plowing season and there's a harvest. But again, before we we move on from that, let's think about the warning that is implied in these two seasons. If you are 30, 35, 40, 45, there becomes a point in your life where that plowing season, if you're if you haven't done it, it's too late. It 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 is just too late. It's in what very, sense? It's very, very hard to fall into your career at 40 years old, that or 35, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is it impossible? No. And depending on your life and how your experiences, you know, God can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. But at the same time, the sluggard finds himself at the end of his plowing season. And then at the end of the harvest, he looks, or at harvest time, the beginning of harvest time, he looks, but he finds nothing. Well, the same thing is true in a temporal sense. We can get to a point in our lives where we're, we're young, we're having fun, we're doing things, we've got friends, we're, we're whatever the situation is. But then suddenly we're adults and we look back and go, I've got nothing. Mm-hmm. I am not at all prepared for this time mm-hmm. in my life. And suddenly I realize through my own body and, and everything, that I, I'm not young anymore. I'm aging. Right. And so that, that happens. It's scary to think that someone can hit that the end of this plowing season and they've missed it. And you can't get that back. You can't. And, and there's a difference between, because the, the key word there is sluggard, someone who's not even trying. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between trying and working and striving to pursue something or working within jobs and then, you know, economy does stuff and companies do things, that's different because you're still out there and you're doing something. You're not the sluggard where you're just pretending it doesn't exist. Right. That's that's a very good point. And it's also different if you're in your 40s and or even, you know, 50s and now you've got to find a second career. Right. Um, because that happens too. Mm-hmm. Your old career, for whatever reason, evaporates. Mm-hmm. You, whether you get downsized or the technology that you, the, the thing that you did is no longer relevant. So there's, so that you have to kind of reinvent yourself. That's a new season of plowing. Right. A new season of trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? And again, spiritually, what you do with your young mind and young heart and your youthful energy what you do for Christ then is sowing into a harvest, not only for eternity, obviously, but also just even in this life. Mm-hmm. How much Bible are you cramming into your brain while it's young and it absorbs things like a sponge? Right. How many, how many good, godly worship songs so that you can lean on those things and hymns that you can lean on when you need them? 
And what are you doing for the Lord? And how are you growing and, and putting yourself out there for the Lord and serving so that it can re- reap a harvest later? Right. And learning is continual. Mm-hmm. You never arrive, you know, spiritually and, and your knowledge of the Lord and your love of the Lord and pursuing that godliness that never stops until God takes us home. Right. Of course, then the third way to think of this is obviously, and I just alluded to it, from the temporal into the eternal. If you think of this whole life as a plowing season, how mm-hmm. are we preparing for the harvest of our eternity? The fact of the matter is many people are plowing sin and they're going to harvest destruction. True. Like the Bible says, they're sowing to the wind and they're going to reap the whirlwind. Which and, should be a very sobering thought. Right. There are people who are sowing vanity and they're going to reap hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about these celebrities. Every now and then lately I've been scrolling through Yahoo Entertainment mm-hmm. because I haven't been keeping up with the news on purpose, but every now and then I just want a distraction. I think, you know what? I don't really know any of these people. I don't really care what goes on. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of interesting to scroll through it and be like, oh, uh, some some, some person I don't know is doing something I don't care about. It's just a a mindless one-minute distraction. Mm -hmm. And I, But I see what these people are doing and the, the vanity of it. Right. And I think, had the Lord not saved me, yeah, I'd be right there doing it too if I sure. had that kind of money and, and sure. all that. So I'm not I'm not judging them in that sense. Mm-mm. But my redeemed self is now observing the futility of their pursuits. And the sadness of that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. What are we doing in this life? What are you doing in this life? How are you plowing and using this life so that you can harvest in eternity? Think about it. It's time management. Right? How are you? How are you handling each day? How are you handling each everything? Mm-hmm. Week, month, year. It's diligence. Are you being diligent? And again, I, I see so many people. I hear so many stories of people that young and old that are just just wasting away. Right. Uh, you know, I, I heard a story this week of a, a fella talking about talking with a friend, and the friend was saying, you know. I just wish I could be doing something else with my career, with my life, that I'm in this job. And, and so he was trying to help this friend. Well, what would you do differently? And, you know, well, I, I like helping people with computers. I do that at work. And, well, why don't you take a computer class or, you know, get certified? And something? Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. And his point into telling the story was he knows full well she's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. That a a lot of people talk things and they dream things, but there are very few people who actually do things. Exactly. And Because there's work involved with it. Anything that you want to do well or reach a goal is going to involve work and time and commitment and discipline. Right. And I say this as someone who can be absolutely terrible at any or all of those. Well, and we all can, and, and we all, we all can, yeah. And there's a, there's a, it's like everything else. There's just, there's a continuum. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a scale, right? A, a range. There, you can be a sluggard and be sinful in the fact that you're not doing these things, or 
you can sin in your achievements and be so focused and so like for instance driven in your career true whatever your career is Mm -hmm. that now you're on the opposite range where instead of this sluggard in this verse you're the guy or the gal that where jesus said what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul exactly Mm -hmm. so if there's a range (laughs) <laughs> and we've got the sluggard on one end mm-hmm. who's not doing anything. And mm-hmm. we've got the one who is doing so much that they're going to forfeit their soul. Here, I think, this is kind of interesting. I didn't plan this. But right in the middle, Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Perfect. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. We need wisdom so that we're not being sluggards. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to do things in this life. God expects us to do things and to, and to provide for our families, provide for ourselves, be able to bless and, and give generously and, and support gospel causes and mercy and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can't be sluggards. And we just have to be diligent about things. and But we need wisdom to do that. And we do that by? Being in the Word. Mm-hmm. And being in, being in prayer. Again, kind of goes back to the very first thing we talked about. That, that daily plowing season. Spending time with the Lord every morning. Mm-hmm. To the point where it becomes a habit where we say, if I don't do this, I'm toast. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Napoleon Bonaparte, Mm. Edward Manet, Tommy Dorsey, the Marlboro Man, which it's fascinating. I don't even know his name. I just know him as the Marlboro Marlboro Man. Man, Yeah. And James Gandolfini. What do they have in common? The only thing I think of is they're dead. (laughs) They're dead. (laughs) You are exactly right. They are dead. And they died at the same age I am. Really? All of them were 51 years old when they died. Wow. A couple of months ago when it was my birthday, and I was also uh, thinking uh, that verse came to mind of Psalm 90 verse 12. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had just come back from Shepherd's Conference and I was listening to uh, Alexander Strauch. And he was talking about that verse and those things. And, and he was thinking about, he does a thing where he puts, he has two jars and he's got the number of years left that he expected to live up. up you know, he, he, he figured like 80 years old as a kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a rough number. So every year on his birthday, he would move a marble from one jar to the other. Wow. So he had these two jars and he did this. I don't know what it was. 25, 30 years ago, something well, he's at the time of the recording, he was 78. And so in the, the one jar, he's got two marbles left. Oh, my. But it was a present reminder mm-hmm. of the how fleeting life is. So I was starting to think like, well, who has died at my age? Who's died? At, I mean, because I was thinking like Michael Jackson died at 50. Prince oh. died, I think, at 50. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and all that, but obviously I, I had just turned 51. So I thought, well, well who, who died at 51? Napoleon Bonaparte, Edward Manet, 
Tommy Dorsey, the Marlboro Man, James Gandolfini, a whole bunch of others, obviously. Sure. But those were the main celebrities. That Interesting. I immediately. So I printed out some their pictures and I put them in my Bible and now they're they're kind of there. And when I turn 52, I'm going to have a whole new list. <laughs> oh, my. But they remind me that. No, that's true. I could go at, at any time. So you're thinking, okay, well, look, I'm not, I'm not 51. Okay, that's fine. I I hear you. Well, let me throw some other ones at you before we before we wrap it up. In no particular age order, maybe one of these hits on your age. William Tyndale. The Lord took him home, 42. Blaise Pascal. 39. Wow. Yep. Henry Scogel. I uh, wrote The Life of God and the, and the Soul of Man, uh, died at 27. Augustus Toplady died at 38. <laughs> David Brainerd, 29. Henry Martin, a famous missionary, 31. Oswald Chambers, 43. William Borden of the Borden Dairy Oh, Empire. yeah. Died at 25. Really? Gave up. Yeah, his case is interesting, too. Well, they're all interesting to me. But he was on his way to Egypt or something. Uh, he was on his way to the mission field. And he died en route. But he had given up the empire, the, the Borden Dairy Empire, oh, uh, to become a missionary. And the Lord took him en route. Uh, John Stamm. John and Betty mm-hmm. Stam uh, died at, at age 27. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Jim Elliott, 29. Uh, Paul Little, uh, he wrote books on evangelism in the 70s because he died in 75. Uh, died at 46. Keith Green, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, 28. He died 40 years ago this year. Uh, Rich Mullins, 41. I forgot about that. Wow. So again, and, and that's I guess another way to think of this this verse in Proverbs, right? A sluggard does not plow in season, so at harvest time he looks but finds nothing. Well, you don't know when your harvest time's going to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Do you if you're if you're a believer, do you really want to get to the end of your harvest whenever it is? And say, I got nothing. Yeah. That would be very sad to yeah. open up your hands to the Lord and when you're in front of him and say, right. I have nothing. So I opened up with the question, are you a sluggard? And I'm going to close with that. Are you a sluggard? Do you, a listener, do you, do you listen or do you think of your life? And can you look back on it and go, well, I'm... I'm doing things. I'm I'm active. I'm productive. I'm I plow when I'm supposed to plow and I try to be faithful and all these things. Or are you just being a sluggard? Are you just living for yourself and not living for the Lord and being dumb about it, and wasting your life? Mm-hmm. And if you are, you need to repent. The Lord will give grace. The Lord will give mercy. He will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Restore the the years of the that you've wasted. Mm-hmm. He will do that. Um, he is merciful. 
you may pay a temporal cost to it. There are some things you, you know you, you physically can't undo. Right. And there's consequences. And you can't turn the clock back. Mm-hmm. And there are consequences. But the Lord can give grace and redeem those things. So may all of us not be sluggards. Absolutely. Yep. From every day, every week, every month. Good reminders to me, yep. for sure. That's what the Lord showed me as I was reading that this week. I thought, man, hmm. Now I'm glad you brought it up. So, And he's so kind to put those things in his word. He shows us many, many things mm-hmm. when we need to see them. Yep. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, is, thank you for being here again. Yep. It is truly a joy to be with you. The Lord bless you this week. And go out and uh, live for him. God bless you. Take care. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.